0: Your noontime look at the financial world. What's trending in Chicago business? The midday numbers. John has the Wintrust Business Lunch now. Money, money.
1: Oh yeah, it's Wendy Snyder here, and I am sitting in for John Williams for the rest of the week. We're playing radio host musical chairs around here. Um, I believe John Hansen will be in for Bob Surratt tomorrow morning, and I'm supposed to ask Terry Savage uh, to answer Bob Surratt's email. But here's the problem. <laughs> We're waiting on Terry. Are we sure Terry is with us today for the full hour? Okay. She's booked for it. I have the remote up. If not, this is going to be a very short WinTrust business lunch. I
2: wonder what kind of things uh, Bob wants to know.
1: (laughs) Well, you know, it's funny because I called Terry. I had a question, and she returned my call, and she's talking to me. And then in the middle of the conversation, she goes, is this my Wendy? Is this Wendy Snyder? And I'm like, yeah, (laughs) who do you think it would be? So she is very helpful, and, yeah, I'm curious to know what the email Bob sent her was about. I'm having this weird feeling that she was not cleared to do the full hour for today, hmm. which is going to make for a very either long or short WinTrust business lunch.
0: Well, maybe his email landed in her spam folder. Let's, let's think that.
1: Oh, okay, good. We do have her. Yes. I don't think uh, Bob Surratt's email will ever go into a spam folder. He's Bob <laughs> Surratt, for God's sakes. Oh, that's true. What
2: <laughs> am I thinking?
1: Uh, we are waiting on Terry Savage. She's the money lady, and uh, you can find her on her website, com. We have pulled uh, some of her. I'm going to turn this off just so she can get connected and we don't hear her rattling. Um, she has written The Gift of Financial Organization, and that really. My finances are in terrible shape. That's why I feel really weird and, and uncomfortable hosting the <laughs> Win Trust Business Lunch. <laughs> Because, uh, hi Terry, how are you? Yeah, sure. I was just saying, uh, I was just saying that I'm very uncomfortable hosting the Wind Trust business lunch, especially when you're not here, because I'm not very good with my finances, as you know.
2: Don't you do that? You see, you become what you think you are. That's the world's strangest secret. Now we know you think you're the world's greatest radio host, and you are. See how it works. <laughs> so if you could tell yourself that you can really get control of your money, and that you got this, it's not so hard then that's exactly what would happen. But you talk yourself into that, and then you say it out loud, that's
1: worse. I know, that is worse. And I'm going to actually be filling in for John Hansen doing Your Money, Manners, Your money Matters. Good luck, people, for that show. <laughs> I'm just telling you right now. What money? Um, all right, first and foremost, Bob Surratt said, Could you please ask Terry Savage to answer my email? So I'm passing that, you know, don't Gee, kill the messenger. Get an email
2: from him. Okay, oh, I'll Steve, maybe it out. did
1: go into uh, the spam folder. Mm, no,
2: I looked at my spam folder <laughs> yesterday and checked everything <laughs> out. Goodness gracious. Right. I would never not answer Bob's, you know, how far back we go.
1: I know you do. So uh, I guess uh, search your emails and answer him. Where do you want to begin? T-bills, student loan, uh, giving the gift of financial organization this year.
2: Are you going to get organized this year? I don't know. I say that
1: every year. I, I reached out to that company where you could get a fiduciary financial advisor. I actually know what fiduciary means now. I, so I'm learning slowly but surely.
2: So you reached out. but Okay, Here, everybody, here's what she's talking yes. about. Because this is good. You know, Wendy, actually, to tell you the truth, it is great when you host a show that I'm on with you because you ask right from the heart the same questions, and all of you out there are nodding. Like, Well, there are some really super smart people that listen to this show, but most people are just ordinary people where money is not their top priority or thinking about money management, which is my top priority, and you ask the right questions. So I never put you on the spot. I know, you never do. But but in general speaking, we talked, I guess, months and months ago (laughs) about financial advice and how the fact is that you can never tell how the person is motivated because, look, I started my career as a stockbroker. You can't legislate morality. But the idea is that most brokers are compensated either by assets under management, total amount of money they collect from people, or uh, they get commissions. And sometimes you don't see those printed on the confirmation of the transaction. It's built into the price of what they sell you. It could be insurance. It could be bonds and so forth. So, we talked about finding a fiduciary. Now, you define it for me, Wendy. It is a fiduciary
1: fiduciary, uh, is when someone has your best interest in mind and they're not out to um, make money off of a sale or a deal. They're not trying to land the tuna, if you know what I'm saying.
2: (laughs) (laughs) Oh, yeah. I I can't wait for an update on that. Okay. So, yeah, and you don't want to be the tuna. Right. The point is they put it in writing. That, oh, they're that they're out for your, your best interest. Yeah, that you're, they put your interest ahead of their own. Yes. Not just your best interest, yes. but they put your interest ahead of their own. And fee only means they're going to set up a plan for you. They will actually advise you on investments as well, but they're not trying to... Suppose if you had a fee only advisor and the, or an advisor that's based on under assets, and you said, you know what? I'm really getting older. I'm a little uncomfortable. I'd like to put 30% of my money in treasury bills. I could do that directly. Oh, we don't want to let you out from underneath us because that 30% diminishes our management fee and our assets under management. Now, not everybody's like that. But that's you have to understand the motivation. So anyway... I know I connected you with WealthRamp.
1: Yes, can we take a break, and and can you tell us about WealthRamp when we come back? Exactly. All right, Wintrust Business Lunch is happening right now. It's Wendy Snyder in for John Williams, and we're talking to money lady Terry Savage, TerrySavage.com. And Terry was about to tell us about WealthRamp.
2: The reason I bring this up is for years I've struggled with people saying, where do I go? Tell me who I... Introduce me to a planner. And that's not something I could do. I would feel comfortable doing. But this wonderful gal, Pam Kruger, who we, for the last couple of years, have done a podcast together, along with uh, Richard Eisenberg, former editor of PBS's Next Avenue. There's a link on my website to our podcast. But the point is, she... Really understood this, and has just made her life's mission to create a network of carefully vetted, fee-only financial planners. And it's like Match.com. You don't get calls from strangers. She sets you. She talks to you and sets you up with a planner. Doesn't cost you any extra. But she sets you up with a planner you can trust. So what did you do? Did you actually go online to Yeah, help Oh, yeah, I have an
1: account. account. And I must have done something wrong, Terry, uh, because I want to meet someone in person. It set me up with someone... I can go back in and, and click different settings. I just, the holidays came upon me and I'm okay. Christmas shopping. Well,
2: that's one thing you want to do. It, the idea of a planner is not just to replace your broker. You might have a terrific financial advisor or broker who's done a lot of good for you in the market. because it was pretty easy this year with the market at all-time highs, but that's not the point. A planner looks at, well, you know, how much money have you saved for retirement? How much do you think you're going to need to live on in retirement? Have you remembered that this, that, or the other will be coming along, medical expenses and those costs and so forth? And did you do your estate plan? All that kind of stuff. And that's why you need a holistic financial planner. You could do it yourself. You could find a great estate planning attorney, a great accountant, and a great financial advisor who's got your best interests in mind. You don't have to do it all in one. But for many people, it's great to get it all together. End of story.
1: Yes. And it's just, I'm unschooled on this. And you make things easy to understand for people who don't live and breathe money. So thank you I for that. I
2: believe that once you're organized, that you will be. And my tip for organization, now I wrote a column about it. It's up at TerrySavage.com. I've, I've talked with John about this before, but I'll make this point again. You can't make it too many times. People worry about money, and the primary reason, come on, listen up and be honest with yourself out there, is because, number one, you think you don't know anything, but number two, you're disorganized, and you don't know what you don't know. You don't know where everything is. If I ask people to make a list of every credit card, what the outstanding balance is, what the interest rate is, what the minimum monthly payment is, nine times out of ten, these are people who say, help me, they say, well... uh, um." All right. I'll get back to you in a couple of weeks. And of course, they never do. A friend of mine did that recently. So the gift of financial organization is really important. And I recommend it. Quicken has a a product called Simplify. So if you go to quicken.com and then put in Simplify, S-I-M-P-L-I-F-I, it's an app. You could put it on your computer, a web app, or you could put it on your phone. It checks in with all your credit cards, all your bank accounts, all your financial accounts, and helps you create your own categories. I'm not talking about budgeting, although if you want to do it that way, you can. But it'll break down what you spent on your credit card if some was for entertainment and some was for your newspaper subscription. It'll all You do read a newspaper, right? (laughs) You you break all those things down and you see where your money went. Once you see what's coming in and going out and in what category and what your retirement counts are, all your 401ks, your IRAs, it gets you organized. It's Simplify by Quicken. So go to quicken.com. You've heard of Quicken. That's my way to start the new year.
1: All right. I'm going to get uh, organized because I'm very disorganized. And I'm also going to take our first call, 312-981-7200. Cliff, you're on with Terry Savage.
0: Uh, First of all, I'd like to thank Terry for all the work she's done with Social Security and trying to make it less complex. Um, So thank you very much. Thank you. The question I have is Social Security seems to spend a lot of money on mailings. Uh, almost every year in November, it says your next year's uh, check will be, and my wife gets mm-hmm. one. Um, this is the second year in a row that we have gotten literally eight of them, uh, dated from November 9th to the 22nd, starting on December 5th, December 6th, 7th. The real problem is, is that one contradicts the other one until you get another piece of mail.
2: Okay, Can that you is very on strange. That? very strange but everything about social security is very strange now i very strange say, yes well there are two of you so that accounts for half and half but i only get one and in fact i choose to get it in paper because i like to file it but what you should be doing is going to socialsecurity.gov and creating your own each of you separately obviously my social security account and then you can say, by the way, I don't want mailings. But more importantly, when you're getting so many of them, is you can look, right? it's I just did mine last week. Look at your earnings history. I can't tell you how far back mine goes. Don't forget the limits. They don't tell you how much you earned that year. They tell you how much of your income was taxed and those caps went up every year over a whole long career. So you want to go back into your account and then if you do decide you only wanna hear uh, by email, they'll send you your uh, reminder that they've posted your updated cost. See, well, the big thing that came up was this time. Oh, here's what you're going to get. And you got a 3% cost of living increase. And by the way, your IRMA adjustment and your on your Medicare Part B and your Part D cost you, I think, more than my increase in my COLA. But what I'm, you need to be on top of this. And you need to make sure that there aren't multiple accounts or something like that if you're getting all that information.
0: Thank
1: you very much. There you go, Cliff. Okay. Thank you so much for calling. Appreciate it. And Alan has a question for you. Hello. Alan, Terry Savage on the line.
0: Good morning. How are you? Um, I took Terry's advice, and I waited till 70 to get my uh, Social Security benefits. Um, I My wife retired earlier than I did, and I did a spousal, and then I switched it over, and it made a $1,500 a month difference by waiting to wow. age 70. For... Yes. So uh, th- thank you very much, Terry. I, I'm i indebted to you for that. Oh, um,
1: I love
0: it. I am retiring uh, in March, and uh, I have Medicare Part A, but Part B has been taken care of by my employer. I like work for a large employer, And I took the forms over to Social Security last week. It was a Part A only, and then it was an employer form that um, you fill out that shows you had credible insurance uh, during the time that you didn't have Part B.
2: And did you set up, Uh, open enrollment is now... Oh, of course, if you you can enroll whenever you lose your insurance, but you should be enrolling in Part B now, so you don't have any uh, coverage.
0: Which I did. Um, I um, I sent. I, I took it to the office, put it in their little drop box. Um, do you know how long it takes for them to activate the insurance uh, Part B? And then, how do I get? Can I get Part G because I was eligible for Part C? Stop. Okay. (laughs) Okay. Let me stop
2: you. Okay. When she says stop, Ellen, we stop. Okay. Stop. (laughs) Go to Medicare.gov. You put in okay. your Medicare number, and you will find all of that. And yes, you must immediately, well, within 60 days. Look, I'm glad you did this now. You may get your Medicare Part B in February or March. The last thing you want is a gap during which, God forbid, something happens, and you don't have a primary payer. So you're going to set up your Medicare. You're going to set up your uh, Part D also at Medicare.gov sign up for it even though you're not taking any medicines and you can do that all online at medicare.gov and track what your situation is yes sign up for part g uh, for supplement g the greatest it's the most expensive but it covers the most okay there you go alan
1: thank you very much good luck to you King John is not here today, and I'm not going to call myself Queen Wendy because I haven't earned it, but (laughs) Queen Terry Savage is with us on the Wintrust Business Lunch. Uh, Just a quick text saying, I put your book about Social Security on my Christmas wish list. I'm a big fan of yours. So there you go.
2: Thank you. Let me give you a quick update. Okay. Okay. this is really exciting turns out that it, as a result of our appearance on 60 minutes you know, the book is oh yeah social security horror stories and i co-wrote it with larry kotlikoff who's for years been the guru of understanding the workings of social security and it's all about the fact that they, they made so many mistakes over the last decades and now they're in the process of clawing back for more than two million americans $21 billion on their balance sheet that they say is uh, overpayments that we goofed, but we want your money to give the money back. And a lot of those payments were disability that went on for years. So people are getting $85,000, you know pay now, ah. or they have the power to completely stop your check. And that's happened. So we exposed this in our book. We revealed it on 60 Minutes. And now it turns out the Treasury Department, which is responsible for Social Security, at very high levels, has taken an extreme interest. And the uh, House Ways and Means Committee subcommittee uh, just sent me a copy of a strongly worded letter (laughs) they sent to the Social Security Administration. So things, I think, are heating up. And what's so exciting about that is this happens only to elderly retired people who never knew that they were getting the wrong benefits. Nobody tells Social Security pay me this you let them decide what you get so people who got these letters were either disabled or retired and elderly and couldn't afford to pay back a lump sum and couldn't afford to live without their current benefits they all felt alone now they know there's a voice and there's you know an attempt to get social security to deal with this in a better way
1: you are something else so excited
2: yeah i hope santa is good to you fingers crossed you know fingers crossed having them number one stop the clawbacks number two restore the benefits to these people um and then declare an 18-month statute of limitations that's what we want that seems reasonable
1: you know so much when i'm old enough to take medicaid i'm moving in with you so you can explain what to do that's what's going to happen gonna
2: on you're going to be on medicare <laughs> i don't and, even know um, the difference to- <laughs>
1: see pam i don't even know <laughs> <laughs>
2: <laughs> okay,
1: keep going, Pam. Go ahead, Terry Savage, with us today.
2: Okay, Terry, um, I, I listened to you a couple of months ago on the show, and you said to take Medicare Part G um, during open enrollment. Well, I when I retired, which was a year ago, I took my employer's insurance for Medicare. Is it possible
0: to switch to Part G? I couldn't find anything anywhere about wait,
2: wait, if you wait, could wait, wait. switch part g wait a second you retired sure. and took cobra no instead of medicare uh, part my, b i took medicare part b but my employer offers medicare insurance like one of those okay. all right now it's entirely possible you could still get part g but you ha- you should have signed up in open enrollment that ended uh, December 15th. But maybe... I know, but the reason I didn't do that was because I couldn't find any information about it. So you didn't go to terrysavage.com and post your question? She will now, Terry. She's going to go there all the time. I will now. (laughs) What what you want to do now is um, go to medicare.gov. Okay. Actually, I think what I would have you do is call 1-800-MEDICARE. And say okay. my employer offered this, and if you're still in good health, you probably can switch to Medicare Part G. But the triggering mechanism would have to be that they stopped offering this as a program, which it's not the case. You might have to wait till right. next year's open enrollment. But call which the big open enrollment, which is when you can change these things, is in December, November, December. So call one eight hundred Medicare uh-huh. and tell them. Okay?
0: Okay. Okay.
2: Thank you very much.
1: You. Happy holidays. Thank you. Uh, can we talk identity theft? Because uh, Bobby has a story okay. for us. Hi, Bobby.
0: Hello. How you doing? Good. Um, I was a victim of identity theft in 2021. I have yet to receive my income tax for 2021. I've called the 800 number. I never get, a, get through to anyone. I don't know what to do.
2: Okay. Well, interestingly enough, the column I'm working on now, which will come out next week, has to do with um, with a lot about not only identity theft, but the, the fact that you can't deduct losses and so forth. Um, you need to go to the Office of Taxpayer. I'm going to see if I can get you the uh, um, direct toll-free number. IRS.gov. The office of taxpayer. All right,
1: assistance. he's getting a, he's getting something to write, uh, and I'm going to interject yeah. for a minute. <laughs> I'm running. <laughs> uh, yeah, Bobby,
2: I okay. can tell your okay.
1: frustration, and I can hear it in your voice. So yeah, get your uh, writing utensil okay, ready. I got my pen. Okay, I got it.
2: Okay, the IRS has an office of taxpayer assistance, and you can call okay. them directly, and they have centers okay. around the country, and. They, unlike Social Security, where you cannot talk to anybody anytime and they don't have any information, if you do talk to them and the information they have is wrong most of the time, sorry, Social Security, but you know, it's a savage truth. Mm -hmm. Uh, IRS actually has people that will help you out. And your toll-free number for that, the Office of Taxpayer Assistance, is 844-545-5640. And
0: I'll actually be able to speak to somebody?
2: Oh yeah, you'll be able to speak to someone. You'll make an appointment to visit an assistance center. But the toll-free number again, 12 people called, perked up their ears and said, yeah. well, they didn't get it. 844-545-5640. Or just go to irs.gov and uh, put in in the search box, taxpayer assistance. Good
0: luck. Taxpayer to. assistance. Thank you very much.
1: All right, okay. Bobby, good luck. See you're solving problems and be looking at TerrySavage.com because you will have some information on this. You're writing a story about it, huh?
2: I'm actually writing a story about something really astounding. Do you know that if you're sp- scammed, um, and you and so many people are, I just, yeah. talked, just talked to the FBI, uh, Siobhan Johnson, who's my go-to person there. She's been on our air, um, about this. I actually didn't know that if you're scammed, number one, if you gave out your PIN even though you thought the caller was really from your bank checking, da, da 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 da, then your bank will not put the money back. And do you know that if you lose money, you cannot deduct it on your tax return? That's the research I'm working on now. I did wow. not know that myself. So we have got to be very, very careful during this holiday season about giving out any information at all. Or lately, the biggest thing is, you uh, go to open your iPhone in your hand and you co- co- put in your code. It's four digits or six. Someone watching can clone and steal all your information and lock you out of everything. Change your bank account numbers and all.
1: Uh, all right. Well, that's crazy. Um, that's crazy. That's crazy terrysavage.com. We have a couple of more calls, but I think we should take a break here. That might be the best way to do it. Uh, she is Terry Savage. We are so lucky to have her for a full hour on Wednesday. It is the Trust Business Lunch. Wendy Snyder in for John Williams. We are lucky enough to have Terry Savage with us for the full hour today on the Trust Business Lunch. And Terry, we have a few more calls. Can we get right to them?
2: Perfect, let's do that.
1: All right, Lisa has been on hold for a while. Lisa, you're on with Terry Savage.
2: I don't mind because I love listening to you, Wendy, and Uh. I feel so much smarter when I talk to Terry or I hear her. Um, (laughs) Me too. Yeah, (laughs) although sometimes some of the things she says are pretty scary. But (laughs) in in this case, um, my husband um, came home yesterday,
0: and he's talking about passive income um, and... Basically, um, they have high-yield dividend stocks
2: that pay you out every month or every year or something like that. I don't know a lot about it. Could you explain it? Yeah, I can explain that. But let's just talk about what's passive. Passive just barely means that you're not working for it. It's not earned income from your job, your career, your self-employment income. It means it's Mm -hmm. income that comes from an investment. And mm-hmm. uh, there's a great book. Uh, I actually wrote the foreword of it many years ago. I'm um, gonna okay. talk about it in a minute. The, the book of dividend investing. I'm gonna go dividend that on okay. Amazon for a minute. Um, written by a friend of mine who um, talks about the fact that some companies pay dividend pay dividends mm-hmm. because. They earn a lot, and it doesn't make sense for them to reinvest in their businesses. And if their business is good and they keep uh, building their dividends, well, that's really terrific. But on the other hand, some companies pay out a high dividend for stranger reasons. So you have to know what you're investing in.
0: Okay. And
2: I'm trying to find that book, The Book of Investing, I'll think of it and come back to if you keep listening or else post it on our website at terrysavage.com. Because there are a lot of reasons companies pay dividends. And if their earnings keep up with the dividends and they can keep paying, fine. But if not, you're buying a 5% or a 6% yield. But then that often happens when stocks are uh, uh, just trying to bribe shareholders and at some point if their business turns they can't keep up with the dividend and then the price of the stock itself falls so you have some risk okay. about the stock price you have to understand where that dividend's coming from okay so it's, it's better to oh, know it's the company li- that you're investing yeah exactly chuck carlson is okay. the author wait a minute i'm going to find it for you okay. i forget chuck's name we haven't talked in a while um, and I'm going to look at it right now. I know when do you want to get on tomorrow? Okay, Chuck Carlson is the author, and it's uh, on Amazon, so I'll let you find it. But Chuck, okay. Carlson, in Chuck Carlson
0: is the Okay, so basically, just be really cautious. It's like called The would, just Little just Book.
2: How, it's called The Little Book of Big Dividends, A Safe Formula for Guaranteed Returns by Chuck Carlson with a foreword by Terry Savage. Sorry, I just spit on that. <laughs> and it was published February 8th, 2010. And it's $15 on Amazon and you can get free delivery before Saturday, December 23rd. I suggest you get your husband to read that book. It yes. is a priceless <laughs> book. I love this book. And I'm sorry, I couldn't jump to it right away. Chuck Carlson, no, that's fine. A Little Book of Big Dividends. Okay, <laughs> good, good luck Thank to you. you so much, Terry. Okay. You bet. Thank you, Lisa. Bye Thank bye. you
1: for calling. Bob has a question for you. He's called 312 981 7200. Hi, Bob. Hello. Hi, Bob. how are you? Good. You had a question for Terry? Okay, uh, real quick. Are you okay. there? <laughs> are you, can you hear me now? Uh, Bob, go ahead with your
0: question. Yeah, I have $100,000 in excess money in my 529s. I'm thinking about moving it to Roth. I just wanted to know if it's complicated or not. (laughs) Stop.
2: Stop. You put money in a 529 for your child or grandchild?
0: No, for my kids. So three of them, and two of them ended up going into the military. The military paid for some of their tuition. So I have an excess of $100,000 in a 529. I have two grandsons, both grandsons. Had full ride scholarships. So I don't know what they take after their
2: grandfather. They're very smart. Here's the deal if you take the money out for any reason, you take the money out for any reason, you will pay ordinary income taxes that year and a 10% penalty, and it'll probably impact your Medicare Part B premiums. If your sons are working, they are allowed to put up to seven, you can roll some of that money into a Roth IRA, not for you, but for them. And I've written about the rules for this, right. um, and I'll have to think about where that column was. But it was part of the tax act last year that said, yeah, you don't have to take it out and pay taxes and a penalty, but it's not your Roth IRA. There's a limit. I think it's a total of thirty-five thousand that can be put in over the years, subject to the income limits for. Uh, a Roth IRA so um, okay. it's a complicated thing post it on my website ask cherry blog and I'll give you the specific rules but don't you take the money perfect okay good perfect. luck to you Bob thank you
1: All right. Uh, Terry, thank you so much. Um, We have got to wrap up. I don't know if this is a quick answer, but someone wants to know if there's a website we can see how much we will be receiving in Social Security per month. I'm 10 years away from retirement and trying to figure it out.
2: The answer is you don't know. The second answer is it won't be enough. But open your account at socialsecurity.gov. Your earnings for the last 35 years will be taken into account. There are inflation adjustments along the way. So no one can tell you what your check, even if you paid in the maximum every year, will be 10 years from now. No one can tell you if Social Security will be able to pay the full amount 10 years from now without doing something. So go ahead and save more money for your own retirement. Last thing I'll say, Lisa, is nobody ever complained to me about having too much money in retirement. So... So keep saving, keep investing. We're at all-time highs in the stock market. You've made some money this year. Now remember to sort out your chicken money. Set some aside in T-bills. Yeah, they're not paying as much, only about 5.3% for six months, but that's money you won't lose. She's the best. She's Terry Savage. Have a great holiday. Thanks, you too.